Good. Good. Your hate has made you powerful. Now, fulfill your destiny and take your father's place at my side. Can we at least put together a press release that says I'm resigning of my own accord to... Jedi is power. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us, penetrates us, and binds the galaxy together. The Force. The Force. The Force. The Force. Hey everybody, welcome to The Force, of course, your bite-sized Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and Christmas is right around the corner. How did this happen? Who approved this? I'm not even close to being ready. Plus, I just called Santa an asshole like two episodes ago. Hey, did you guys watch that Disney Insider I was talking about last episode about the uh, action figures? What a fucking bust that was, huh? Of the 18-minute episode, that was maybe five, six minutes, and it didn't tell me anything, really. It it showed kind of a behind-the-scenes how they make Star Wars figures. I, it was boring to me, anyway. Sorry I mentioned it. I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. It was more. I want more. I want, like, the history of Star Wars figures. I want new information. I'm a spoiled, rotten brat like most Star Wars fans. I want all the things I've seen before, but more. And better. Bigger. I don't know. So before I get into the show, I just want to say a heartfelt happy birthday to my good friend and regular listener, Travis. Brother, I'm wishing you all the best. Um, I know your schedule is maybe worse than mine right now, so... Let's get a beer after the holiday madness. And uh, as a gift to Travis, uh, I want to send you guys over to his podcast. Um, it's called The Wrestle Special. You can find it pretty much wherever you can find this show. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, I'm not really a wrestling fan. Well, his wrestling podcast is for people who really aren't exactly wrestling fans. You don't have to be a wrestling fan to enjoy his show. So give it a listen. And that's uh, that'll be his birthday present. Now, today I've got a few things planned for you. There's a what's up with that guy, uh, a little bit of toy fun, and uh, Sith talk. But first, let's check in with the Force of Course News of the Week. The HasLab Rancor did not get crowdfunded. I repeat. The HasLab Rancor did not get crowdfunded. I'll give you all my take on this a little later in the show, but I just want to make it clear that the HasLab Rancor did not get crowdfunded. Suck it, Hasbro. In video game news, developer Quantic Dreams released a trailer for the upcoming Star Wars game titled Eclipse. And wow. Just wow. The game is set during the High Republic era, and what we've been shown in this trailer is nothing short of breathtaking. It's all over the interwebs. Go check it out. Um, There's Nemoidian stuff, Duro stuff. It just looks fantastic. Speaking of trailers, yet another Book of Boba Fett trailer has dropped. Um, I'm going to put the particulars at the end of the show to protect the spoiler free, but uh, this one may be the most exciting yet. At least that's my opinion. 
I would expect to see at least one more trailer drop before the show releases on December 29th. And I'm loving it because it's given us something, but it's really not given us much. Um, like I said before, I think most of what we're seeing is going to be in like the first episode, maybe two episodes. In other Disney Plus streaming series news, Star Wars Acolyte, a story set decades before what we've seen in live action this far, has cast Amandala Stenberg as the main character. Amandala means power in Zulu, which is incredible. And after doing a little Google Foo research on Amandala, I'm pretty excited to see them in this role. The Acolyte is described as a mystery thriller delving into some shadowy parts of the Star Wars galaxy and some of the emergence of dark side powers set at the end of the High Republic era. To be honest, I wasn't too keen on this series when it was first announced this time last year. But now, I'm ready for it. In arts and crafts news, Thunder Bay Press has released not one, but two box sets of Crochet Your Favorite Star Wars Characters. There's an original trilogy set where you can crochet all your favorite characters like Luke, Darth Vader, Chewie, a Stormtrooper, Wicked the Ewok, Jabba the Hutt, Han Solo, Princess Leia, R2-D2, and C-3PO. There's also a Mandalorian set with a Jawa, a Mudhorn, Ahsoka, Moff Gideon, Bo-Katan, Quill, IG-11, Grief Karga, Cara Dune, the Mandalorian himself, and of course, little baby Yoda, complete with his pram. I need someone to buy me these, and then I need someone to crochet them all for me. And that concludes the Force of Course News of the Week. Okay, so I don't know if you're aware, but the HasLab Rancor did not get fully funded. Hmm. So let me tell the story of what happened and why I say Hasbro can suck a hog. Um, they announced their new project, a Rancor monster, in the six-inch figure scale. So this thing's going to be almost two feet tall, maybe a little bigger. Uh, priced at $350. Listen, I'm already out. Look, I'm not down to part with that much of my money on a toy I don't really have room for in my collection. But... I did follow the project to see what the stretch goals would be. Now, these crowdfunded projects, once they're fully funded, they'll throw in stretch goals like, hey, if you keep, if we keep ordering it, you'll also get this. You'll also get this. It's like the whole um, as seen on TV bullshit where it was like, but wait, there's more. If you buy now, you also get this set of whatever. You've seen it. Okay, so just in case they sweeten the pot enough for me to change my mind and throw in some money. I paid attention. Now, what I was hoping for was the Rancor Keeper, or Malakali, or Ula, the green Twilight Dancer. Now, I know that's not going to happen. Hasbro's not going to make a toy of a slave dancer girl. But, you know, I can hope. I could be hopeful. Um, but a Bib Fortuna, that wouldn't have been out of the question. So here's what we got. Stretch goal number one is a six-inch Gamorrean guard. Now, we've talked about this already. Um it's already been released. It was on a card. It was a little, you know, the figure was the same, but the card was different. I'm an opener. So that didn't really mean shit to me. Not a good offering, bad marketing. And the fans were kind of confused. Like the Gamorrean guard, it makes sense, but not as the first stretch goal. Second stretch goal, uh, some skulls and shit to litter the Rancor's cave, which is a, a cardboard piece that I could probably make myself. All right, I, I, I feel like 
I'm being punk. But wait, there's more. Like I said, as seen on TV. The next stretch goal is a six-inch scale salacious crumb. Fuck, are you kidding? Still no Rancor Keeper? Seriously? All right. There's one more stretch goal. The fourth and final stretch goal. Surely this has to be the Rancor Keeper, right? Wrong. Jedi Luke. Kiss my entire ass. Are you serious? I already have a Jedi Luke. So, Haslab, you're not going to offer really anything new. Nothing innovative. (sighs) That's disappointing. At this point, backers started to cancel their orders. So, Haslab panics. And they say, okay, okay, okay. Well, we'll do a Rancor Keeper if you fund the 9,000 units, which was the original goal. Honestly, I saw that as a slap in the face. If if they could do that now, why couldn't they have done that from the very beginning? To be truthful, I was afraid fans would see it as a worthy offering and back the project, but it didn't happen. And I see that as a good thing. Listen, Hasbro needs to understand that we aren't going to just throw our money at anything they release with a Star Wars logo on it. They need to listen to the fans and give us what we want. That's the message I hope they're taking away from this. Only time's going to tell. Anyway, that's enough toy talk. Let's uh, take a break now. And when we come back, we'll talk about the rule of two and do a what's up with that guy. Stay tuned. It's new Zucker, 4 LOM, an Imperial TIE fighter pilot. Three of 48 action figures from Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection, each sold separately. And now, from Star Wars New Revenge of the Jedi collection, it's Admiral Ackbar. Not yet available in any store, but free with six proofs of purchase from any Star Wars action figures. Details on special mark packs at participating stores. Offer expires January 31st, 1983. New 4 LOM, Zuckus, Imperial TIE fighter pilot, and other action figures, each sold separately. From Kenner's Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection. Hey, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the break. I know I did. I went to Atlanta. Yeah, I had to go there for a training seminar. And that was all well and good. But while I was there, I wanted to get together with the guys from the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast. Jason and Glenn are solid dudes, and I was hoping to hang out with them, have a couple beers, and just talk the wars. But I couldn't make it happen. Sorry, fellas. Uh, Next time for sure. And if you haven't checked out the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast, you really should. It's both informative and informal, like hanging out with some friends that just know their Star Wars shit. I just realized that's the second podcast I plugged so far this episode. One more and I win a prize. Anyway, let's do a uh, what's up with that guy and talk about Tessic Tessic, or as I was introduced to him, Squidhead. Now, Squidhead in Return of the Jedi was seen on Jabba's sail barge and maybe in his throne room. And both very short periods of time, like blink and you'll miss him. Um, but in live action, we saw Squidhead's very detailed up close and personal in uh, season two of the Mandalorian. They were the ones that were uh, on the boat and mean to baby Yoda. I don't like that shit. Tessic was a male of the corn species, but like I said, we only knew him as Squidhead based on the name on his Kenner figure released in the eighties. But Tessic was a politician in the galactic Republic And when the Empire took hold, he fled to Tatooine. Now, going from a water planet to a desert planet couldn't have been good for his complexion, so he spent the majority of his time in a bath. He got himself a gig as Jabba's accountant and began to hatch a plan to kill Jabba by planting a bomb on his sail barge. Uh, He even employed Riyiz, Barada, and some Weequays to uh, help him hatch his plan. Now, we all know how that turned out, but... 
What you may not have known is that just off screen, Tessic escaped on a speeder bike right before the explosion. Once he arrived back at Jabba's palace, the Bomar monks, um, or the spider guys with the brains in the jars, forcibly recruited him, which basically means they took his brain out and stuck it on a spider body of, uh, of his own. Now, as a spider, he uh, became friends with Bib Fortuna. And at this point, I have to wonder if we'll see him in the Book of Boba Fett in some way, shape, or form. And that's what's up with that guy, Squidhead Edition. Okay, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the episode. And by that, I mean, let's talk about the Rule of Two. This is a policy found on page three of the Sith Employee Handbook between the dress code, all black, and the attendance policy. The first time we hear about the rule of two, it's coming out of Master Yoda's mouth. He says, always two there are, a master and an apprentice, right? But where did that come from? Well, the rule of two was established by a Sith named Darth Bane after the Jedi-Sith War. This way predates anything we've seen in live action. Now, the rule of two was designed to let the Sith operate in secret, keeping their numbers down um, after their near annihilation. The rule dictated that only two Sith Lords could exist at any given time, a master to represent the power of the dark side and an apprentice to train under the master and eventually take their place. Now think about that. You're the master and your job is to train an apprentice to take your place, knowing full well there can only be two. What does that mean for your progression? There's, there's no plan for that. So you train your replacement and you're just out of the picture. If you think about it, I don't think the Sith have a retirement plan. I think you fully understand what being replaced means. There's more that goes into this that involves the idea of a force dyad or two beings with a force bond so strong that it's said to be of ultimate power. Um, this is all said to be inscribed on the walls of the Sith Citadel. Well, that wasn't easy to say. The Sith Citadel on the planet Exegol, which we see in The Rise of Skywalker. So Darth Bane set up this policy in the Sith Employee Handbook and named Darth Xana as his apprentice. Can you guess what happened? Well, Xana got power hungry, betrayed, and ultimately destroyed Darth Bane. Damn it. So yet another policy put into place without actually workshopping it. Guys, we need to sandbox this stuff and figure out how this is all going to work. I, I can't say I'm surprised that it backfired. I've seen this happen in corporate America tons of times. So what happens next? Well, we get a long line of masters and apprentices just screwing each other over. Generation after generation of apprentice betraying and killing their masters. How in the hell is this a tempting recruiting plan? There's no long-term progression planning. Xana killed Bane. Later on, Sidious kills Darth Plagueis in his sleep. And what happens then? Well, it feels like Sidious isn't clear on the hiring policy because he has Dooku on a performance plan, then switches gears a little and recruits Vader. All right, well, Vader deals with Dooku for him, but still, I think he gets tired of Vader's shit and later sets his sights on Luke, right? I don't know. It, it, it seems to even get muddier from there. So in The Rise of Skywalker, he's recruiting Kylo Ren at the beginning, right? All Kylo has to do is kill Rey. Then Sidious changes his mind and, and says, no, 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 no. Hold on. Ray, you were the plan all along. Kill Kylo Ren, then we can hang out. 
And then, hey, Ray, ooh, uh, go ahead and kill me, and then I can possess you, and uh, we can rule as one. What? This is all very weird. Uh, plus, your eyes are milky and gross. So was Sidious trying to change the recruiting policy? Is there an updated employee handbook I'm not aware of? I don't really know what's happening. I'm not going to lie. I think it does need to be updated. I just don't think this is the best route. But what do I know? I'm just an idiot with a podcast. Anyway, that's enough for this week. Uh, I'm just confused and pissed off by HasLab and the rule of two. I don't know what's going on around me. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, tell a buddy, tell a friend. Um, word of mouth is the best way to grow the audience. Um, you can also reach out to me on social media at The Force, of course, on Instagram and Facebook. You can always email me at theforceofcourse77 at gmail.com. Stick around after the show for uh, that Book of Boba trailer breakdown I promised. Until next time, this has been The Force, of course. My name is Ted, and as always, play with your toys. Okay, I think it's safe. Let's look at this trailer real quick. Now, it opens up with that same scene of the Sand People that we've seen in almost every other trailer. Um, but then it cuts quickly to a scene of Boba Fett kind of creeping up on a canyon, and he's looking at Jabba's palace in the distance. Now, this is the Boba Fett that we see in The Mandalorian Season 2, where he's like in the black robes, and he's got like the Tusken Raider weapon. Um, this isn't like Boba Fett in armor. So this is a flashback we're seeing a flashback and i think we're going to see a lot of flashbacks in this trailer um, but let's move on we cut from that to a scene of him laying in his back to bed again okay very quick more scenes of him putting his armor on some of it new some of it old i get that and then the next new thing we see is a disc-like ship i'm not going to say it's the falcon it does look um Falcon-esque. We'll put it that way. Then some more rehashed footage. The Slave One flying over Tatooine Sands. That looks really cool. More of that dinner scene. The swoop bike scene. Um, Boba Fett in a suit that I've not seen before. He kind of looks like he's dressed up like a mechanic. I don't really know what that's all about. Maybe a prison uniform. That could be interesting. The swoop bikes and a speeder racing through the streets of Tatooine. Um, there's a little pit droid who kind of shrinks himself up and becomes real small. Then there's a scene of Boba and Fennec looking through the floor of the palace down into the Rancor pit. And they look like, at least Fennec looks like she's smiling. So what are they looking at? Is there another Rancor down there? I really, really think that that dinner scene isn't going to go well. And all those people at the table are going to end up in a Rancor pit. That's, that's a guess. That's a guess. And that's how the trailer ends. So, Again, not a ton of new stuff, but some cool stuff that lead me to believe we're going to get flashback scenes. We're going to get to see 
some of the story before the Mandalorian, um, hopefully right after Return of the Jedi, and maybe even between Empire and Jedi. That that was rumored, and I hope they deliver on that. Anyway, like I said before, play with your toys, be good to each other, have fun. See you next week.